Hello, and welcome everybody to a special live edition of the Access Hour here on Forward Radio, WFMPLP Louisville. We are 106.5 FM, your community radio station, and we are so excited to be coming to you live today for some special Give for Good Louisville programming. Yes, it's a huge day of giving here in Louisville, and Forward Radio is a part of it. And what we want to do today on the Access Hour is highlight other organizations that Forward Radio radio supports as well and that are also participating in Give for Good Louisville today. So I'm so thrilled to have joining me in the studio a whole bunch of social workers. I'm thrilled to have in the studio our own Jeanette Westbrook, who's been with the station from the beginning, a human rights activist and defender. Welcome back, Jeanette. Hey, it's such a pleasure to be here, Justin. I'm so happy to be able to talk to our listeners out here yes. about Giving for the good yes. of Louisville it is so very important. <laughs> Indeed. Because, you know, one reason I'm giving my donation, and I'm going to challenge other listeners out here to match my donation. Ooh, a challenge already. Oh, my gosh. I need to get my bell out. This is exciting. Woo! <laughs> and here's why. Forward Radio gives a voice to those other organizations in our community that are working for the good of all of our citizenry. Right. That's so important. And the way to do that and get that word out is forward radio. Get you to listen. Get you to uh, donate. We want you to have the best knowledge and voices that this community has to offer. And it's here on Forward Radio. And guess what? It's free to you. <laughs> you don't have to subscribe to it. And we are live streamed. All of those things, you don't have to pay to listen That's to right. Forward Radio. Isn't that wonderful That's in right. this day and age of inflation? <laughs> it's free. That's right. And the corporations don't pay for it either. We are independent media. We are free and independent. So Jeanette Westbrook is going to make a donation here to us at Forward Radio. Uh, I'm going to pass the computer over to her and let her make it live on the air. I'm so excited. This is so awesome. You get to choose your amount, however much you want to give. Uh, and you can donate $20 and support an entire day's broadcast here on the station. Uh, or you could donate $50. You could pick your favorite hour of the week and fund a full year of that hour for $50. What a steal! This community resource is such a steal. Uh, or for $140. If you can dig deep today, you could sponsor an entire week of ad-free broadcasting right here in your community. Locally relevant, but also bringing you national perspectives like Democracy Now! and Letters in Politics and all of these wonderful national programming that we're able to broadcast to you here on Forward Radio, wherever you are at forwardradio.org or right here on your radio, in your car, wherever you listen to the radio at 106.5 FM. You're funding all of it uh, with your donations today. Giveforgoodlouisville.org. 
You can find the link to our giving page at forwardradio.org or just go to giftforgoodlouisville.org and search for Forward Radio. We'll pop right up and you too can uh, match Jeanette's generous contribution today and join the many people who are giving today. Uh, well, before I dive into that any further, though, I want to introduce the other social worker in the room. We have Dr. Teresa Hayden joining us again. She was with us in January, and she is treasurer of the other organization that we want to shout out this hour that's participating in Give for Good. That's PATH, People Against Trafficking Humans, a coalition right here in Kentucky. Welcome back, Dr. Hayden. Thank you, Justin. It's great to be here. It's an honor to be asked and and then to share this time with Jeanette Westbrook again. Uh, People Against Trafficking Human is a nonprofit that I'm highly interested in. Love the work that we do. Our mission is to educate and raise awareness about the the crime of human trafficking oh, yeah. it's a social injustice that as collectively we try to f- to fight and work work against and help make that change this is an exciting day for louisville it brings together really all the is. small nonprofits like us mm-hmm. and gives us a chance to kind of compete with the big guys <laughs> and get it get in the running so um, all of you out there who are listening jump in we, we really appreciate the small donors today thanks oh, oh totally and that's what it's all about um we don't need, you don't need to be a wealthy person to do philanthropy today with Give for Good. The whole idea is anybody who can donate $10 or more, of course, it can go to giveforgoodlouisville.org throughout the day and make contributions to all of the wonderful organizations like PATH, like Forward Radio, that support the kind of resilient community that we want to see in Louisville, right? There are so many wonderful organizations. I wish we had time to talk about all 500 of them, but this hour on Access Hour, we're talking about PATH and their work that they do. Uh, And we're going to be thanking you live on air throughout the hour. And we're going to be doing special live broadcasting today until 8 p.m. So go to giveforgoodlouisville.org right now and make a contribution to Forward Radio. And we will be able to thank you live on air as we go throughout the day. We've already raised just over $1,000 out of our $4,000 goal. So we're a quarter of the way there. Thanks to 18 generous donors who started even before the day began. Uh, We want to shout out those people who were really on it and even started giving in the few days leading up to the start of Good for Good. Robert Illies or Isles, I'm sorry, I don't know how to pronounce your last name, Robert, but thank you for being the very first contributor to Forward Radio on Give for Good. <laughs> I think he was, I think Robert was at least 24 hours in advance. Uh, so excited to support this station, and we're so excited to thank you live on air. Uh, my good friend Chris Harrell, who doesn't even live in Louisville anymore, he's up in Indianapolis now, but he made the second contribution to the show or the station. Thank you, Chris, for supporting us, for supporting community radio here in Louisville. We had an anonymous donor uh, uh, donate a very generous amount, $200 from a listener. Thank you, A. (laughs) Now, right at midnight, there was a challenge. uh, Who would get the very first donation right at midnight? And I am a midnight owl. I was there at the witching hour trying to get us that prize. We'll see if we made it. The result, they're still tabulating the 
of results, but uh, I made a, a contribution right at midnight. Thank you to me. <laughs> and uh, I want to shout out uh, another programmer, Dave Robinson, who does Bench Talk, our science show here on the station. Dave says, I love your syndicated shows like What's the Frequency, Kenneth? Le Show and Exploration. But the local shows are great, too. Keep up the good work. Thank you, Dave. And thank you for keeping up the good work here on the station as well. Thank you, Marshall Scheller, David Dutchke, George Schumann, Connie Rice, Mary Williams, Jacqueline Thomas Rodriguez, Russ Vandenbrook, another friend from U of L, a theater professor there, an anonymous donor, Doug Lowry, thank you, Doug, been on the station many times. Jill Harmer supported us, Harriet Sailor, uh, and Deborah Gutig, and we just got a donation from Belinda Stone. So cool! Thank you all for joining us. We've got 18 donors so far. Can you? be the 19th to get us towards our goal of four thousand dollars today and that would be me that's right that's right Jeanette's our 19th donor and can you match her donation uh and and join us and make it 20 and even 20 donors for the day uh there are so many wonderful challenges happening throughout the day that you can help us possibly capture some extra funding from the Community Foundation of Louisville. You know, if we get at least 30 unique donations today, and hey, we're already at 18, we can do this, then we'll be receiving an equal split of $51,000 for all the organizations that get up to that threshold. Uh, If we make it to 60 or 90 donations today, it'll be even a smaller pool. We'll get even more of that wonderful, generous contribution to all of the nonprofits that's coming from from, uh, the Community Foundation of Louisville. Uh, later tonight at 7.10 to 7.12 p.m., there's the greatest two minutes in giving with uh, a chance for donations to be matched up to $20,000. So uh, some people really love to gamify it and want to hold off until 7.10, uh, but we'd love to not wait till the last minute. So keep those donations coming in, rolling throughout the day. Uh, we're going to have an afternoon drive strategic prize between 1 and 3. There'll be also an evening break between that seven and nine o'clock hour and a late night push if you want to wait to the last minute and donate at 10 p.m i don't encourage you to do that i I want you to donate now and we can thank you live on air and ring this bell for you my friends uh coming up at noon we're going to be doing a special live broadcast of the third thursday lunch presented by two of our community partners uh the source of justice network and the fellowship of reconciliation they're going to be presenting a wonderful live talk with tom fitzgerald uh, from the Kentucky Resources Council. Yeah, Tom, uh, and or, or lovingly known as Fitz, is really one of the best advocates for the environment in the entire state of Kentucky, and he's done such great work over his like 35-year career. Uh, he's going to be talking about the Good Trouble proposal. Uh, I can't wait to hear that at noon. Uh, at 1 p.m., we're going to have Bob Klein coming in, and he is going to be spinning the, some platters with us, doing a live two-hour-long retro forward. Uh, I can't wait to hear from Bob and, and join him here in the studio. Then at 5 o'clock, we're going to be doing a live Critical Thinking for Everyone with the wonderful Patty Payette and Brian Barnes. And at 7 p.m. tonight, during that greatest two minutes of giving, we're going to have a live Kentuckiana showcase with the band Forest and the Photons, my friend. They just played uh, Waterfront Wednesday recently. It's a great band. Tune in for that at 7 o'clock. But enough about that. Let's turn to our guest today and the subject of human trafficking. I mean, it's kind of like... 
yin and yang here. Like we have a really depressing topic uh, in the middle of a really important, fun moment of giving. But I think it's important that we dive into some of these issues because it speaks to the reason why forward radio is important, why organizations like the Path Coalition of Kentucky are so important, and why you need to support them. So tell us about Path's history and mission, and then we'll dive into some of the details about the state of human trafficking today. Well, the history on PATH is quite interesting. About 2013, a, a group of people in, in Louisville came together and started exploring the whole issue of human trafficking, and, and it evolved out of a social justice perspective. Right. Um, it was uh, begun by a group of religious women, but we are not a faith-based group. We okay. are a nonprofit, and our focus is on the social justice or injustice of human exploitation uh -huh. across all areas. And you know, the last time I was here, Justin, I loved that you made the connection between human trafficking and the environment mm -hmm. and exploitation. And, mm -hmm. and I think quite often people don't get that and they mm. don't understand that when we're talking about human trafficking, many of the practices around the world or even right here in Kentucky yeah. are related to our environment. And, and we have people being exploited in ways that destroy our land and in that type of thing. So human trafficking is complex. It's multifaceted. It can't be summed up in a couple of words or a couple of sentences. But it all boils down to exploitation of another human or humans for the benefit of any one person who, who sees privilege as the right. And that's that's where we work to fight and educate and raise awareness. I think uh, I, I try to draw some analogies in people's mind because for most, thankfully, I think for most of our listeners, probably they have no exposure to human trafficking. Like they don't see it in the news. It's underreported. Right. Uh, hopefully they don't know anyone who's been human trafficked. Maybe I'm making assumptions about our listeners. I don't know the percentages. Maybe the, maybe most of them have already been exposed to this. But to me, certainly I don't get exposed to this on a daily basis. So I always try and like help people understand what this is like. So I think we're all familiar from history about slavery, right? Is human trafficking basically modern-day slavery? Is that a good way to think about it? I don't like to use those terms myself so much. It's it's You say most people are not exposed to it, and I will say 100% of us are exposed to it. Okay, it's good. It's unseen crime. It's yes, the unseen, unseen experience. Crime. Thanks for correcting me. Yeah. So it's looking at where your clothes coming from. Oh, where where yeah. is your food coming from? Your coffee, your chocolate, uh, the materials that are going into the electric batteries okay. that are going to be high demand of our electric cars. We have to think about where are those materials being mined and who's mining those for us. So mm -hmm. we're exposed in ways we don't realize and know about. Right. And that's where I love to get on my soapbox and start talking about all of that and letting people know this. And I guess the difference about slavery was it was legal, <laughs> right? And most human trafficking today wouldn't be considered and you're legal. right. In all countries, it's illegal, except for a very few. It is illegal, but it happens everywhere. It's not limited or because we do have laws, it's still happening. We have it happening in the United States. We have young people who are being trafficked for labor to sell magazines, to uh, promote you know, products. They get no money or income from that. Our farmers are quite often, we, we can ex have had some exposed uh, chicken farms or egg farms and tomato farms where in the Makali Indians, you know, that we've had a lot of labor exposed 
in our country. Mm. Um, the immigrants who are coming in from other countries are highly vulnerable to be pulled into those type of uh, exploitation events. Thanks. Yeah, I think that was an important thing I remember from our conversation in January. Um, this really is about uh, ex- exploitation of vulnerable people is really because I'm always thinking of like, how do people end up in these situations of being trafficked? And that's that's coming from the privileged mindset of not being someone who's vulnerable. Uh, but if you're in a more tenuous situation anywhere in the world where you're vulnerable, it's easier to imagine how this can happen, right? Exactly. If you're hungry, you're starving, <laughs> yeah. then you're needing some food, and, and it's easy for someone to take advantage of you and, and give you some food in return for uh, you know an act in some way that favors them. And that's how people end up into this. And a lot of times in the sex trafficking industry, which is what we hear so much about, is how vulnerable youth and women end up in that i mean unfortunately in kentucky we have a huge problem with familial sex trafficking Mm. that we actually have people in the foster care system and Mm. there are statistics to document this i'm not just throwing out some comments here but that the this is highly going on for people who are trading their children for uh, sexual favors to pay their rent or put some food on the table. So vulnerable populations who are in desperate need somehow or another just to meet their basic needs. And I see Jeanette's head shaking over here, so I think she's got some things to add to this. (laughs) Well, actually, here at Forward Radio, in my program, the human factor, because I am one of those Mm. trafficking victims here in Louisville, and I know many more. So you probably know, excuse me, someone who has been trafficked here in Louisville. Are the numbers that extreme? Yes, they are. And, you know, thank you for bringing that up, Jeanette, because when I first started working with Jeanette, maybe 10 or 12 years ago, when I started teaching this course, uh, she made me, you know, helped me to understand her situation. I appreciate you sharing that today. She was very vulnerable and exploited by her own family members. And I'm going to let her tell the rest of that. But no one would have had any idea. And I remember one time Jeanette speaking to my class and telling her story. And I said, Jeanette, if there was one thing that could have been different in your life, what would that have been? And she thoughtfully said, I just wish one teacher had asked. Oh, wow. Why this? Why that? Well, you know, along the way, I actually, even though they didn't ask, but says they didn't know to ask. That's why it's so important, like, uh, organizations like PATH that are trying to educate all of us because, you know, along the way I had many great teachers help me. They didn't exactly know what was happening, but they knew there was something. Had they been educated then, they would most likely been able to help me in many more ways than they did at the time. So I put a big shout out there to teachers because right. they do so much. They are primary reporters to children in distress. And so I really appreciate that. But getting back to Forward Radio and my donation, I just couldn't stand it. 
that somebody had a $200 donation today? Because now I have to challenge, because it's 201 <laughs> penny that I am donating today. All right. And I am challenging someone out there. I understand we're dealing with inflation. I understand you may not have it, and any amount is good. But I'm appealing to those people out there that do have it yeah. to match my donation. Because there are two organizations I donated to, to this year. Kentucky Educational TV, KET. Nice. And to Forward Radio. Woo. Because when I donate to Forward Radio, I'm forwarding all of these issues. Climate, human trafficking, um, <clears throat> We have conversations about the political milieu. Yeah. We have conversations about just what Dr. Hayden was talking about, how we can be sustainable, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. how our choices impact sustainability in our communities. Yeah. We have conversations about supporting our refugee and mm -hmm. migrant populations mm -hmm. here in Louisville. That's what Forward Radio does. There is no other station in this community that does what Forward Radio does. And listen to this, because after I leave here, I'm going to listen to Tom Fitzgerald. Yeah. And I for sure <laughs> are going to be listening to Bob Klein, yeah. because he knows how to spin it. Yeah, we're going to have a little if fun, If you too. like yeah. classic rock and roll, Bob has it for you. So we got everything, not just gloom and doom. We've got fun. That's right. That's right. That's right. Thank you so much, Justin. Thank you. We are now with your donation. We are now up to 21 donors. <laughs> We are on the train to our goal today. Thank you, Pamela Raidit and Wallace McMullen, big fan of the station, big activist for sustainability. He says, I love sustainability now with Justin Mogg and my calendar of community events each week. That's right. This is what it's about. It's about getting people engaged in their community, whether it's in the sustainability community or the human justice and, and anti-human trafficking community. We're highlighting it all here on, on uh, not on sustainability now, Today on the Access Hour, we're doing a special live broadcast here from the studio with folks from the Path Coalition of Kentucky, and we want to shout them out too. They have a goal even bigger than ours of raising five thousand dollars today. You can go to GiveForGoodLouisville.org and help them get towards that goal. Three wonderful donors so far have supported Path. We want to shout out those anonymous donors and Kim Becker as well. Thank you for your generous donations to support. Path, but they are very far from their goal, my friends. They need your help as well at giveforgoodlouisville.org. And again, the reason to give today, of course, maybe you support these organizations throughout the year, but the reason to give today is that we can tap into these matching funds from the Community Foundation of Louisville to double, triple, quadruple, maybe even match your donation with $20,000 today. So this is the day to do it uh, all throughout the day, up until midnight, but please don't wait until the last minute. We want to shout you out live on the air right here on the Access Hour. Um, so PATH has done some wonderful work throughout the year to educate. We talked about the important role of educating teachers, right? Can you talk a little bit about what PATH does with teachers? 
Well, we're trying, we often try to set up programs where we can be involved in their professional service days or, you know, come in in some way in school systems. We've right. done some of that. We've done some presentations with nursing students oh. and, we, and we make as much effort as we can to get in, get involved in that. But you know what? I want to, I want to challenge as well. Jeanette raised a <laughs> challenge here. My uh-huh. challenge is for everyone out there listening, go to your computer and Go, take the slaveryfootprint.com. Just take that survey to find out how many slaves actually work for you. Wow. This is the very first thing I do with my students, the very first week of class. You can attest to that. <laughs> and students we have will one of the students silently. Oh, I don't have any slaves working for me. And then after that, they find out they have 25, 50, 85, and students are blown away. That's the eye opener. So we all think of sex trafficking. We know that's a critical piece of this. But the sustainability piece that we don't think about so much is how are they involved? How many slaves actually work for us? Right. You know, I used to say, um, in the southern days of the 1800s, 1860s, the people off of the plantations had no idea what was going on on those plantations. And it was foreign there. And I think the same thing is true today. We have no idea of who is is entrapped and caught up in exploitation in some way. So that's my challenge today. Take slaveryfootprint.com and just see how many slaves work for you and then see if you can match that money donation for some give for good today. Wow. Help me understand how the slavery footprint calculator works. Like, what kind of information would I input? Well, they're going to ask on there questions about how many computers do you use, oh. cell phones do you use, okay. um, things like the clothing, what kind of clothing you wear, where your food products, things like that. And by that, cleaning then ladies. cleaning, yes, mm, cleaning, so many yeah. things like this, that then once you have your score calculated, th- then that will give you a sense of how those slaves are involved in your life you get in touch with the bigger picture wow that that sounds like a very eye-opening we i encourage people to to do like their carbon footprint calculator right uh but you can also encourage people to do your slavery footprint and think about what what is our impact on the planet and on the people around us because as long as human trafficking remains like a distant issue happening somewhere in a foreign land, I, I don't really, it's too hard to trace back. It's too hard to know, or I don't feel a connection to those people, right? Uh, that's a problem. We need to make, give a face to this issue and bring it home, right? Well, and doing that, you know, Justin, right now, I'm looking out your window overlooking Broadway. Yes. <laughs> and I am so aware of this issue that anytime I'm I'm driving, I can almost instantaneously spot someone who is being trafficked by someone else. Wow. And I'm going to give you an example. On wow. the corner of 3rd and Broadway, there quite often is a person sitting there in a wheelchair with a sign asking for money. That person did not get there in that wheelchair by herself. There is someone who has exploiting her to take donations, and she may get some of that. She may not get some of that. I also see that commonly on Barstown Road and many other areas. And I actually one day saw a lady in a van who was bringing some supplies to the people she had planted out there. Wow. Yes. It's in front of us, and we don't know it. It's what we have to look for. 
who's being taken advantage of in some way to get a benefit for someone else. Okay, two questions right away about that then. What are we as citizens, as people who are wanting to fight human trafficking, supposed to do in a situation like that? First of all, do I give money to those people on the street? And second of all, do I report this? Or it- I never give money because I've learned that's not helpful, that money doesn't go into helping that person. It okay. only makes you kind of feel good. Uh, and it's more than likely going to the trafficker, the person who brought them there and exploited them. Wow. The best thing to do is report it. And I found the best place to report it is the Polaris Project National Hotline number. Really? There's a national There's hotline. There's a national hotline. Polaris Project started in about 10 years ago, and they have evolved into a well-known organization that collects data so that go to polaris project on their website and that number is available there when you call in and tell the incident that you saw or you suspect they keep that data wow now in kentucky we became so concerned about this that those calls weren't responded to that our law enforcement people out of the ag's office several years ago worked closely with the polaris project and now we have it set up where those any calls about Kentucky are brought back immediately really? to the Kentucky State Police Post in Frankfurt. Wow. And those are identified and then immediately sent out to a contact person in that area, that county, who can do a follow-up with it. So when you see something you think maybe it is, then call the Polaris hot, National Hotline number, and then those calls will be recorded be counted not recorded but they will be counted in their data and we do have a system set up in kentucky where there is a response to investigate those okay that's an that's very helpful a concrete action i can take not a good idea to give money to panhandlers on the street how do i still act with compassion towards these individuals because it's we're, we're talking about a systemic problem right and I, we we want to react with compassion to the people we see obviously in desperate situations on our streets okay i don't give them money what do i do you know i love that question justin and someone gave me a great example of how they respond in that that to that sense of compassion and caring they keep a basket in their car of the beef jerky bars or oh, really? some kind of thing like this and so they'll hand that out to the person who's there asking for something and so a bottle of water something like this have that in your car ready to go when you pass someone like this and see it it gives them some immediate need but yet we're not perpetuating in meeting that demand of the money that is not helpful that number if you do see people you suspect of being in a human trafficking situation call the polaris national hotline at 188 i'm sorry 1888 373 7888 or if you don't want to speak to anybody don't have time you can just text help to 233-733, 24 hours a day, seven days a week. More information is at humantraffickinghotline.org. Thank you so much, uh, Dr. Hayden, for bringing You're us. You're welcome. And then it's, if you see anything that you suspect after you've learned from us today, you know that maybe you think that there's some sexual behavior going on or that somebody's been promoted in, in labor in some way, call that number. That's the best thing to do. They're 
keeping these records, and then that helps us at local level then to be able to know where things are happening and what we can do. That's wonderful. Um, this is such important work, and yet such depressing work. <laughs> um, and, and, and Jeanette, I have to ask this, isn't this re-traumatizing work for someone who's been through this? Tell, tell me how mentally, how you handle this kind of work. No, no. <clears throat> I, I would say, uh, I have a master's degree in social work, but I tell you this, I've had many, many years of therapy, 14 years to be exact. Wow, wow. I am not re-traumatized by talking about this. If anything, I'm empowered wow. by people acknowledging it, seeing it, doing something about it. What's depressing is if I didn't see anyone trying to do anything about it. That makes sense. Given our resources in the United States, that would be re-traumatizing. Okay, <laughs> okay. To see that there's organizations like PATH and many more I could name across the United States that are doing real work. But I would like to add to uh, Dr. Hayden's <clears throat> issue on the van. I actually have witnessed this from my own office of uh, people wow. being picked up in the van. And here's really what goes on, at least in what I saw that day. They take it back to uh, where they load and unload. People give their money what they've collected. And in exchange for that, they get drugs. Oh. So this is directly tied to our drug epidemic in our community. Huh. So that is how, because people ask all the time, why don't they just run away from the corner that they're at? Why don't they just escape? Don't they have liberty? Yes. Yeah. Part of that is that they are impacted by addiction. Exactly. They are and in chains in a way. Yeah. is a big mm -hmm. way that traffickers control their victims. And I'm sure traffickers try and get people addicted if they're not when they encounter them, right? That happens you too. You got that right. Yeah. They also target people in this community that are mentally ill. Wow. Because they know that they are receiving a social security disability check and the traffickers target them because they intend to pull down all of that money wow. that those uh, persons are receiving. It's insidious. It's well thought out. This isn't just... Uh, you know, random targeting victims. They know exactly who to go for. And there seems to be even more victims than ever before simply because we have more addiction. Wow. And Kentucky itself is number one in the nation on child abuse. Wow. And has been number one for many years, decades, actually, wow. in the top five. So... And also, uh, we're number one for all kinds of uh, exploitation tied to that, like incest. Mm. Okay? So this is what we're facing, and it's up to you. It's up to all of us to do something about that. And what you can do about it instead of feeling powerless is get on the phone and donate 
to Forward Radio <laughs> and throw some money over to Path as well. And we've had some people do that, Jeanette. I want to thank. We've got Justin. I want to go back to your great question to Jeanette about being re-traumatized. Okay. Do we yes. have time for this? Yes. Okay. We'll thank our donors in a minute. Yeah. But go okay. to goodforgoodlouisville.org you know, right that, now. And that's why I love working with Jeanette because she has been on a, a path of recovery. I would just guess, Jeanette, when your first couple of years that you were re-traumatized, that would just be a guess of mine. You're in a very healthy place, and I love working with her because she helps me to understand and know that there's hope out of this horrible, exactly. sad situation. Yeah. And quite often, we do have people who are coming out of this, either sex or labor, who are still and can be impacted by trauma. Sure. They can be re-traumatized. So what we want to do in all of our work, all of the people who are involved in this, is is move people and help them get to the place where Jeanette is to be a successful advocate working for this at all levels of our society. If give for good meant anything, it means giving in a moment like this to support this kind of work. So I want to especially thank the most recent donor to PATH, Christy Adams. Thank you, Christy, for your generous donation. Helping PATH on its way to a $5,000 goal by midnight. Four donors so far. Can't you be the fifth donor to them? And thanks to our latest donors to Forward Radio, my good friend Scott LaJoy from the School of Public Health at U of L. And Nancy J also donated to the station. You guys are the best. Thank you so much. Big bell ring for you all. I want to shout out a big thanks to Mariella Ramirez for a match donation. Yeah, tell us about that. went in last night, $1,300, and that's match money. Another board member. Our board members are stepping up today. That is so cool. $10 minimum. That is so cool. So if you give to PATH right now at giveforgoodlouisville.org, the PATH Coalition of Kentucky, go to giveforgoodlouisville.org, search for PATH, you'll find them. Uh, You will have your money. You don't have to wait for the Community Foundation to maybe match it. You've got uh, board members who are matching your donations right now, and that's how they've raised $130 from just four donors so far. This is about small dollar amounts. Again, we are not asking the wealthy in Louisville to donate today. I mean, sure, if you got a million dollars to give us, great. We'd love to have you. But, you know, I think so much of the philanthropy scene in Louisville, we our focus, our attention goes on that old money or those people who are really rich. Today we were talking about people like you, just regular folks, regular working class folks, regular folk, middle class folks in Louisville who might have a few bucks in their pocket who can chip in $10 or more today to support groups like the PATH Coalition of Kentucky and their really important work that we're highlighting today on this special live access hour. Or groups like us, Forward Radio, we're a fully independent community media bringing you these kinds of perspectives that, like Jeanette said at the top of the hour, you're not going to hear this on any other station i i've never been in a studio i haven't been in that many other studios besides community radio but i've never been in a studio where i felt the love i'm already feeling today uh, about victims of human trafficking uh, some of whom are right here in our studio and you could feel that compassion i hope you feel it over the airwaves coming to you right now if you are moved by that and you want to chip in Go to giveforgoodlouisville.org, contribute to Ford Radio right now, or PATH, the, the People Against Trafficking Humans Coalition of Kentucky. Y'all have been around since 2013. You want to give us some like figures about like how many people you've reached over those years? I would- 
would guess I would. Oh, you know, it's hard to put facts on that. Uh, <laughs> in that many, you know, at least two thousand people, wow. a minimum, and a fear of not given accurate numbers you know, <laughs> uh, because we've presented in so many different ways and we've been available in different ways at tabling events you know different conferences right uh, you never really know your your numbers and, and we don't either here at forward radio i just got to exactly, point out like yeah. you got to pay big money to get those right. media surveys yeah. to find out how many people are listening mm-hmm. to your station so we right. don't know how many people we reach but either we love to come into the classroom we love yep. to come into churches we love to come into your organizations to your employers and and talk to them and just you know do some education simple human trafficking 101 this is what it looks like this is what it is and make some connection to there to the federal and the state laws so that people gain the understanding and importance of this is not just some big issue that we talk about. And you know, I have been, uh, you know, nationwide work with a lot of NGOs. I've got 30 presentations at the United Nations under my belt. And I would say this is the first time that I've ever heard about a survey that Dr. Hayden and Path is initiating trying to find out in your own realm personally how many people could possibly be trafficking and and our our impact and our footprint right on the climate and sustainability Mm -hmm. i've never heard that done wow anywhere wow and i think this will put you all on a really a national path wave when that data comes in from that survey i think it's very important it's going to make a lot of people think okay and that's what path is about is educating and having people think about this and that's what forward radio does as well to get people to think about sustainability the climate human trafficking all of those things uh it's it's just wonderful and we have we have a student uh, of social work at U of L. Cinna yes. Litzy is here. We want to bring her on the yes. microphone too and just share a few of your thoughts. You've been such a wonderful participant non-verbally so far, but tell us what you've got to say. Yes, hello everybody. So I actually took the survey online, and at first, when Dr. Hayden told me about. Um, how many um, slaves I had working for me. I was like, slaves? I don't yeah. have any slaves working for me. What kind of question is that? So I took the I'm survey. I'm a good person. <laughs> yeah, I don't I was do like, that. I don't have anybody working for me. That's weird. <laughs> so I took the survey and I was in absolute shock to find out, oh my gosh, like my very possessions that I have can be traced back to somebody working for me to have these. And I felt so much shame in myself and so much disgust. But then after a while, I was like, you know what? I may not have known at the time, but now I know. Now I know. So now Knowledge I know. Is power. I can't say I don't know because I know now. And um, I was able to have those hard conversations with myself and really discuss them, discuss them with my sister and my family members right. and tell them about, hey, there is this survey you can take and please take it because it makes a world of a difference, you know. And um, even though you may not think you can like help those who are being trafficked, you can help by spreading the word. You can help by... Uh, educating yourself and educating others in this social problem because it's a huge deal. And it, once you know this, this that you're contributing exactly. to this problem, you could start thinking differently, seeing the world differently, and maybe mm-hmm. taking action to change it, right? Exactly. Whether it's in your own life, your day-to-day decisions, or on more of a national, even global level, or getting involved with a group like PATH, right? Yes, exactly. But also, don't feel like, oh my gosh, you know, I... 
I'm such a terrible person because I have all these things. No, not at all. Just be aware that, you know, you can still live your day to day life, but you could also contribute by help and helping by letting those around you know about the issue. We're speaking live today on the Access Hour for Give for Good with Sina Litzy, who just heard a social work student at UofL. We've got two other wonderful social workers in the studio joining us today, Jeanette Westbrook, who you've heard many times she's been with the station since the beginning, uh, and she is a master's of social work and a human rights activist and defender. We also have Dr. Teresa Hayden back in the studio with us last year in January. She is the treasurer of the People Against Trafficking Humans Coalition of Kentucky that we want you to support today at giveforgoodlouisville.org along with us here at forward radio maybe you got 20 bucks in your pocket you could split it you could split it you could give 10 to path and 10 to forward radio to support this important work today uh your contributions could be matched only today through midnight at giveforgoodlouisville.org you know one of the things we talked about back in january was even something as simple as lighting up the big four bridge in blue Right, because blue is the color of human trafficking in January, which is Human Trafficking Awareness Month. Am I getting this right? That's correct. Yep. Yeah, very cool. So again, like, how do we even know how many people we reach with an action like, like that? Um, but you've also done a lot of work with the students at U of L. I know it just being on campus. I see uh, a lot of activities about human trafficking. I, I imagine like our U of L students are more aware of this issue than the average college student because of an organization like PATH, right? Oh, absolutely. And we're fortunate enough right now, our president, Jamaica Jones, is uh, interim director of the Women's Center at UofL. Oh, nice. So she's partnering with us in so many, many ways of helping us promote it. We recently were involved in a tabling event, and we're going to be there next Tuesday to do a workshop, interactive workshop with students. And she has a big conference that, that comes up that they put on. But yes, UofL students, we, we've got it covered, and we're also covered trying to cover it with other universities as well around camp. I think that's where we make a big difference, when yeah. we can hit younger people and actually raise their thinking about this. It's raising the thinking. Yep, getting it in their minds, and uh, especially at an impressionable age, like college-age students. I mean, they're dealing with some difficult interpersonal issues right on campus, right? And then to think about the issue of human trafficking, which, of course, we tend to raise awareness around around derby time, right? Because of all of the human trafficking that happens. You want to talk about these big special events, and maybe it's not just derby. Maybe it's other big events. And that connection, we think of it as a happy time, but there's some dark sides to it, right? Well, what we know about that is around major events, this is a supply and demand business. Ah, uh, yeah. And that, that's the issue. And so we know that around major events across the country, everywhere, People tend to believe they have a right to this kind of sexual pleasure or activity. And so that raises then the demand. Uh, several years ago, I had a grad student working with me, and we monitored some Backpage.com ads. And oh. that, that's where we uh, looked at those ads and analyzed them around two derby events, kind of bookends, and then any other major events around Louisville. So, yes, 
the numbers rise during that time, but this goes on every single day. Mm. <laughs> it's not unique to that time. So we can't say that's when it is. We don't have to think about it or be concerned about it any other time because that's not the reality. You can just ask any of the providers out there, agencies that are dealing with a day-to-day basis on drop-in centers, agencies that are working to serve the people who are caught up in this the homeless coalition free to hope you know so many of these agencies that are see this every day so yes we know that happens we know it increases yes but it's it's there every day we just don't see it until we know what we're looking for like Santa said now i know and it's not just derby it's ncaa events too right well, and during that time that we monitored this, it's it's been six or seven years ago since we did that. Uh, of course, Backpage no longer has ads, but there are new websites. Right, new all ways. We did, of, yeah. All we did was to <laughs> shut down Backpage, and now we have new websites <laughs> that come up where the buyers know where to go. So what we found when we did all of that data, an average of 55 ads per day, per day, Mm. (laughs) looking for sexual relationships and Mm. and of someone being trafficked. 12% of those ads were minors under 18 years of age, and we Mm. could identify that with the information we had. Mm. So around the NCAA, at the very end of March, the ads went up to 160 on the day of the UofL Memphis game at the Young Center. Wow. Three times what was an average per day. Now, that says there's a lot of buying and selling of young women, in particular, and children, maybe, that would be for sexual favors. This is so depressing. Uh, uh, You know, we often hear about things like um, child brides. Uh, We often hear about it in a situation like under the Taliban regime in Afghanistan, right? But that kind of stuff is happening here in Kentucky, too, right? Oh, yeah, because it's legal to, to for a parent to sign off and let their child be married at 13 years of age. Unbelievable. We've had, uh, you know, some people who did some advocacy work in, in that arena for quite some time. Um, this is depressing, <laughs> <laughs> but for social workers in particular, and I think people who are drawn to compassion or social justice, the good news is the hope of it. It's the hope of it. As Jeanette says, finding people who are going to work against this. So to me, it's kind of a reality of the yin and yang of life, and there's good and there's bad. And what am I doing to make there be more good than there is more bad yeah. in that sense? I, I would like to do a, a advertisement right now because I'm looking for someone, and I'm interviewing for someone to assist me with my program, The Human Factor. That's right. That's I need right. someone with technological and or radio skills, yeah. but we can teach you. Yes, we can. We just need you to have the will, some technological expertise, and have a little bit of knowledge about human trafficking. That's yeah. all I'm asking. So help me, a survivor, and my program, The Human Factor, to help all of these other victims that are out here in our community. That's my appeal today. Match my pledge of $200 and one cent. That's how you 
help victims of human trafficking by doing that small thing. Thank you. Well, Jeanette, and you can get in touch with us at forwardradio.org if you want to help be a producer behind the scenes and maybe behind the microphone with Jeanette Westbrook on The Human Factor. Uh, yes, the, you're pointing out that this radio is coming to you because of two important things. One is your contributions, which we really encourage you to make today at giveforgoodlouisville.org, but also the volunteer power that sustains us throughout the year and keeps us on air. We couldn't do it without that volunteer power. Uh, and so, yeah, go to forwardradio.org anytime. Click participate and let us know how you want to help uh, make media that matters with us. But today, right now, we want you to go giveforgoodlouisville.org and support organizations like Forward Radio and PATH that are bringing you these issues, raising awareness about important issues in our community, things we can take action on, we should be knowledgeable about that tend to be hidden from us, right? Uh, but we bring them to the daylight here on Forward Radio. We are a megaphone for organizations like PATH. And if you love that, if you really want to support that, maybe you don't have time to volunteer, chip in a few bucks today at giveforgoodlouisville.org. We are just over a quarter of a way, our way to our goal of raising $4,000 by midnight. We've got 1124 Well, with your donation, Jeanette, that's going to be $1,324 thanks to 23 donors today. Again, we can thank you live on air if you give now we're going to be doing some special live broadcasting through 8 p.m tonight so this is your chance to get engaged directly with your station right now make a contribution it might even be matched by the community foundation of louisville and then we can have even more in our coffers to help sustain this great community resource and keep us going throughout the year it's super affordable y'all twenty dollars a day to keep this whole station running is really manageable that's what i love about it we were talking about how you know tackling uh, human trafficking is is sort of it, we don't have to get depressed because we can take action and do something about it well the same thing with forward radio like we can actually afford this a great station as a community if we all chip in a few bucks and not sit on our hands and think that oh well some wealthy person in town is going to fund that great thing uh, or maybe there's some corporation that wants to pay for it no it's you all it's our listeners if you love what you're hearing on this special live broadcast of the access hour here on forward radio go to giveforgoodlouisville.org right now and find forward radio you can also find a banner on the homepage for us at forwardradio.org i want to shout out two contributors to the path coalition of kentucky they now have a new sister marianne tarquino am i pronouncing that right thank you sister for your generous contribution again matched only today by uh some of the board members of path so you can get your donations matched at giveforgoodlouisville.org if you support the people against trafficking humans coalition of kentucky uh we're nearing the end of our time together. Is there anything coming up for PATH that you really want to shout out right now and let people know about? Well, I just want to say thank you to Sister Mary Ann. She's one of our newest board members Aww. and really getting engaged and bringing a wonderful a career history of leadership to to our board. So I appreciate that donation from her. And um, our board members are stepping up here. Yay. So, yeah. That, that we're, our momentum is building. We're dedicated to the social justice of fighting this through education and awareness. And any of the donations make it possible for us to pay and hire qualified people to help us with that mission. And you got a grant, too, just this past June from Metro United Way to train frontline employees. Oh, wow. Yeah. Human trafficking awareness. <laughs> well, amazing. you know, Metro United, the local Metro United Way teamed up uh, two or three years ago 
with the National Metro United Way and the UPS, and they developed a, a landscape project to with the McNary Group to research and see what human trafficking was like uh, here in Louisville. Oh, wow. And I was part of that steering committee. And after that report, and you can find that on the Metro United Way uh, local website, it's the landscape report about McNary Group. And as a result of that, we learned there are a lot of needs that we could actually begin to address. Mm. So they provided small funding, and we were lucky enough to get a small grant to be able to set up a train the trainers. And we're, we're working with businesses. We'll come into your business, your school, your hospital, and train a select group of supervisors who then can then train their frontline workers who will be have the first experience with us. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That is so wonderful. Um, you know, I also wanted to bring up the, the issue of culture and theater, like the way that we reach people about this issue. Sure, they might hear about it on a radio program, but we can also reach people through theater. And so I wanted to highlight how PATH recently partnered uh, to bring theater to the people. Uh, you want to tell us about the Still Point Theater Collective and their virtual presentation a year ago? Wow, I'm glad you brought that up. That was a great memory. Uh, that kind of came apart, uh, came about uh, through the Dominican Sisters who okay. were doing some national work with Steel Point Group, and I attended their workshop, and I was so impressed with the action group that did that that then we took some of our funding and replicated that here in, in the Louisville and Kentucky area. And we developed a panel. We worked with the Steel Point actors and did a presentation over the it was a Zoom session, and it was just a wonderful education opportunity. Yeah. So many people attended. It's just another one of the ways that we like to educate. <laughs> wonderful. Unfortunately, we're at the end of our access hour. I want to thank our wonderful guests today for taking time out of their day to come into this studio, Dr. Teresa Hayden treasurer of the people against trafficking humans coalition of kentucky thank you and thank for all your work dr hayden thank you it's a pleasure thank yes. you and uh, Sina litzy thank you for joining us in the studio uofl student working on social work uh it's wonderful to hear your voice today and meet you thank you jessen and jeanette westbrook thank you for joining us as a human rights activist and defender uh, and, and bringing the personal stories you shared today. I know how difficult that can be, and we really honor you for doing that. Thank you. Hey, it's my pleasure. Go to westbrookj at AOL.com if you want to help me with the human factor and spread the news about Forward Radio. It's always my pleasure. That's wonderful. It's and radio for the people, by the people. That's right. And we're doing this live on air broadcasting for Give for Good Louisville. We want to remind you to go to giveforgoodlouisville.org, contribute what you can. And I want to shout out the UofL Philosophy Department for making the most recent contribution to Forward Radio. Yeah. We've got fans in many departments around the city, and we love you. Thank you so much for your generous contribution. We're going to take a brief musical break, and then coming up next, we're going to bring you that live Third Thursday lunch presentation brought to you by the Source of Justice Network and Fellowship of Reconciliation. Those are two community partners of us here at Forward Radio, and they are going to bring you Tom Fitzgerald, the amazing environmental advocate, in the next hour here at noon here on our special live broadcast on Forward Radio. So stay tuned, my friends.